Welcome to this edition of the Louisville Luxury Homes podcast series brought to you by John Mann with Linehan Sotheby's International Realty. John, good to see you. How are you today? Doing great, Craig. Thanks. So it is, we, we just recently had the end of a quarter, and uh, I know that you are something of a numbers cruncher, uh, always looking to learn more about the market. you bring some numbers with you today? Absolutely. So what are we going to look at? The um, You want to look at the overall market? You want to look at them segmented? Yeah, let's, uh, we'll just start with the overall market, uh, maybe, and then run through kind of year to date, and then we can drill down on the uh, quarterly uh, results. Sure. So we're, we're looking at the, the greater Louisville market, correct? That's correct. Yep. All right. So our, you know, the overall market, zero to whatever our highest sale is. How do we do? How are we doing? Uh, the market's doing well. It's been a, a very steady year overall. Uh, we've seen you know single-digit gains uh, in terms of the year-over-year year year, uh, performance in the number of uh, homes that have been sold. So through the end of September, uh, the Louisville market's up about 6.8% uh, uh, in terms of transactions. And, and for Louisville, single-digit gains, that's kind of what we expect, right? We're not like some of these coastal cities that people might read about in the New York Times or LA Times, We're not, or Florida, I guess. We're not going to be doing usually double-digit returns, right, or gains. Sure, yeah, and, and keep in mind that the, this uh, single-digit gain that I'm talking about is just the number of transactions, not the uh, price of the homes that are being sold. So just in terms of the number of sales, uh, we're up 6.8%, uh, uh, which is a, a certainly a solid year-over-year uh, -year improvement because uh, last year was a very good year for the Louisville market. Yeah, that's what I recall. So th that's interesting that we're doing that much more in numbers of inventory. What do you have on pricing? Well, um, you mentioned inventory, so I'll jump to that real quick. Um, that is something that's been, uh, you know, a little bit of a uh, hindrance to uh, to some uh, larger growth for our market. In that, uh, the number of homes that are available for sale is actually down about six and a half percent. So, kind of mirroring <laughs> the wow. number of uh, the increase in the sales, we actually have about six and a half percent fewer homes uh, available uh, for sale. So, in, in your view, does that put us at sort of a good level of inventory? Did we have too much last year? Or are we actually more at a stable market now? Well, it, it depends on the price segment. So uh, if you look at the entire market, uh, inventory levels are tight um, as a you know statistical uh, analysis of it. However, if you start drilling down and look at uh, you know $400,000 and above uh, price point, uh, we actually have a, a few more homes on the market this year than we did last year. Uh, that segment of the uh, market's up about 2% in terms of the number of home sales, uh, homes that are available uh, for sale. And uh, in terms of the number of transactions that have occurred, that segment's actually up about 11.3%. So uh, the high-end segment uh, posting some, some good gains here year over year um, uh, and actually has a little bit more inventory, uh, which I'm sure is helping to fuel those uh, increased sales activity. So when you're looking at this kind of analysis, this kind of data, do you mentally break it down into segments so that you look at the, the people who might be buying $400,000 and up, and they're going to be coming from, say, the two hundred fifty dollars to $400,000 range, and then you go look at that range to see how one affects the next? Is it is it sort of like a, a chain reaction? It is absolutely a chain reaction, and that's something that... Uh, uh, is always fascinating to me that in order for us to sell you know a million dollar house there have to be first-time home buyers that are active in the market uh, to fuel this chain reaction that goes through all price levels so uh, the first-time home buyer market sometimes it's easy to uh, 
uh, you know, for us that are focused on that uh, east end uh, niche uh, and the higher end price points in the Louisville market, it's sometimes easy for us to get a, a little bit disconnected from that, but it is vitally important to fuel growth throughout uh, all of price ranges. Right. So I think that you actually broke down some of the numbers even even further, and you probably go into it more than anyone I know. You look at it in, in really small segments. I do, yeah. And, um, you know, just drilling down. So the numbers that we just talked about were uh, uh, the performance for the year to date through September 30th. I think it's kind of interesting to, to break these out by quarter, though, and really compare, you know, a little bit smaller time frame year over year. So as I looked at the uh, third quarter, so uh, July 1st through September 30th, of 2016 and compared that with last year, uh, the numbers are, are, are pretty interesting, particularly for the high-end segment. Um, the first two quarters of this year, the high-end really just kept pace uh, with what was going on last year, uh, almost, I mean, to the exact uh, number of sales that occurred in the first half of uh, 2016. During that time, the uh, lower price points did pretty well and were, uh, were kind of charging along at, you know, again, 8 to 10 percent year-over-year growth. Um, but the third quarter kind of saw a reversal of, of fortunes here. The, um, the overall market slowed down a little bit, uh, or the lower price points, and the high end just kind of took off. So we had uh, 32% more transactions occur at 400000 and above this year in the third quarter than we did during the same time last year, which is a, a big year-over-year increase in what uh, then leads itself once you average that out. You know, that's why the market's up 11% for the year to date. Well, it's because we did 32% more transactions just in the last couple months. And that, that's a huge number. I'm, I'm having trouble getting my mind around that, that jump because it's, it's just within that quarter. And I, I'm curious, when you look at numbers, and let's look at all three quarters so far in 2016, I'm curious how you look at it. Is it the trend for the year, or did something happen in that quarter, or is it just sort of an anomaly? People got tired of sitting on the sidelines for six months, and sort of a lot of people came into the market because summertime, uh, get their kids into the school system. How do you look at that? Well, it's, you know, I think you could certainly draw all kinds of uh, conclusions or inferences from these statistics. You know, I try not to get too caught up in, in some of that and just really pay more attention, you know, to what the numbers are saying. Uh, but the trend is certainly, uh, well, it, let me qu- qualify it one step further. The sample sizes that we're dealing with on the high end segment. Um, obviously are much smaller numbers in our global market too. So these percentage increases can swing pretty dramatically uh, depending on how uh, much we're slicing and dicing this data down to, you know, a specific price range in a specific area or neighborhood. You know, you can get down to, to pretty small, uh, small numbers. For instance, for the million dollar plus sales through the end of September, we've had 38. You know, last year there were 43 at the same time period. So five sales doesn't sound like much difference year over year. Um, however, again, you do the percentage difference, and, and you know, five sales out of forty-three is a pretty good number. You know, right, that's over ten percent. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so maybe I get caught up on over uh, slicing and dicing. So <laughs> I'll take that into consideration. So you walked me through a little bit on volume and the, the activity levels. Um, I know you're a total pro, so I'm guessing you you came with numbers for average pricing and average price per square foot and. and a little bit more detail like that? Yeah, absolutely. And in, instead of the average, because it can get skewed uh, pretty dramatically um, with a couple uh, you know, very high price sales, I, I really drill down on the median prices per square foot that we see um, you know, during a quarter. So 
just comparing uh, the last uh, uh, three months, you know, through September 30th um, with the same period last year, we saw some good price appreciation this summer in the Louisville market. Um, overall, uh, at all price points, uh, homes were up about six, a uh, little over six percent uh, year over year in terms of the median price per square foot that they were selling for. Um, the high-end segment was pretty close to that. It was just over 5% uh, year-over-year uh, price appreciation, so uh, very respectable gains. Um, and then, of course, uh, as would be expected, you know, those gains aren't necessarily evenly distributed throughout the market. So, um, you know, we've had some areas of town um, at the high end that, that saw as much as 10% year-over-year uh, year, uh, price appreciation, and that would be uh, that Highway 60 corridor out uh, Shelbyville Road, um, you know, Lake Forest, Landis Lakes, you know, all the way out to Locust Creek, Notting Hill. Um, and then uh, the other uh, uh, areas we, we saw, I guess, kind of coming in second place would be uh, South Oldham um, actually saw uh, nearly 10% uh, price appreciation over there. Uh, we did have a couple losers year-over-year, uh, <laughs> year, but again, you know, it's something that we want to track uh, over a couple quarters uh, because these sample sizes are very small. So just, you know, some differences in, in buyer uh, preferences for a couple months makes a big difference here. Um, but we saw prices slip just a little bit uh, in, along that Highway 60 corridor inside the Gene Snyder. Um, so this would include uh, Anchorage and uh, Middletown and uh, uh, coming in that way towards Hurstbourne. Um, saw price, and they dipped two percent, so not a huge, uh, huge drop there. But again, small sample size. Um, the Prospect area outside of the Gene Snyder, uh, so in in Prospect proper, um, you know, we had prices dip about two percent uh, as a median price uh, per square foot, and then uh, actually North Oldham County dropped about four uh, percent in terms of the median pricing. So uh, again, we'll want to watch those for a couple quarters before we get too excited about anything, but uh, it looks like, you know, the buyers, um, you know, may have been getting a little bit of a deal in those markets uh, for the past few months anyway. And, and there are two points I'd like to make about this statistic. Is uh, For me, this is the most important for a homeowner to, like when people think about their home as an investment, which sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. It can be an emotional purchase, but this is the number that tells you how the market's viewing this part of town and the value of mm -hmm. uh, the home. So sometimes looking at median prices can get thrown off by uh, what's selling around you. But this sort of, to me, tells you the buying public views, you know, this general area at this dollar per square foot and sort of gives you a better idea of the movement uh, in the market. And then something else that I was I've had people ask me, because I do a little number crunching, not nearly as much as you do, and, and people ask, why do you do this? It's so important for, to, I think, for buyers and sellers to know these market movements. So a lot of buyers go out sort of blind, right? They're, they mm -hmm. just want to go look at homes. But you know what's going on in the market, and you know that if an area is depressed, you might have a little bit more uh, leverage for your, your client. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a seller in a hot market, you might have a little bit more leverage. And there are pockets where... Louisville is not one homogeneous market. You need to know what's going on, like you said, in Prospect outside the, mm -hmm. the Gene Snyder. I mean, it's so valuable to your clients that um, 
I'm surprised more people don't, don't take the time that you take to, to crunch these numbers. Most people look at it, you know, from the 30,000 foot view and that they'll read, uh, you know, the local, uh, you know, newspaper and say, oh, you know, the market's gone up 3% this year or, oh, the number of homes sold has increased by 6% or whatever the, the kind of global statistics are. And, and that's, you know, what most people think is good enough for them. But yeah, absolutely. At the point you're engaging in a transaction as a buyer or seller, it makes a lot of difference if the area you're buying in has dropped 4% in price year over year, or, or if it's up 10%, you know, in terms of uh, the negotiating strategy and just the, uh, you know, the, the wisdom of uh, investing or not investing in a particular uh, neighborhood. So it, it is very important. Most people uh, won't spend the time to do it. Um, but that's why I'm here. That's right. That's why they hire you. So you were telling me about a, a situation not too long ago, and we'll keep names out of it. But you know, that, that, that someone was looking at a higher end price point, and uh, you were trying to tell them that in that area, in that price, things were moving pretty quickly, and they they might have you know maybe not believed you 100%. And then everything they looked at sold in the day or the day after exactly. <laughs> they looked at it. Exactly. Yeah. Out of uh, you know, kind of the short list of three homes. We had uh, uh, one that sold, uh, you know, the morning that we went to look at it, uh, and then another that uh, sold uh, or received an offer uh, the afternoon after we looked at it. So, um, you know, and again, it's, it's completely geographically driven. You know, we could have gone to some other parts of town and those home looked at three homes, and uh, they'll probably be here 90 days from now. <laughs> you know, it just kind of depends on, on where you are and, and uh, being able to communicate that, particularly out-of-town buyers that uh, are coming in and trying to get up to speed on the market to be able to say, hey, this segment, uh, this sub-market of Louisville uh, is very hot. Here's what the inventory levels are doing. Here's what the uh, uh, prices uh, have been doing, you know, quarter by quarter, um, and just being able to uh, help inform them, get them up to speed, and have the data to back it up so they know it's not me just trying to uh, talk them into a you know, making a quick offer on something, but be able to, to support it and quantify and say, uh, here's exactly what's going on. Um, I, I think it's hugely uh, beneficial for them. Well, I, I certainly agree. And if someone's listening and, and they want to get a hold of your information, read about your statistics, just talk to you about what's going on in Louisville, what's the best way to find you? You know, uh, the easiest way, uh, obviously, phone number, uh, 502-417-2837. Um, or you can just go to my website. Um, got an easy uh, URL. It's just johnmand.com. J-O-N-M-A-N-D.com. Um, got all my contact information there. And then there's also a, a quick link to the blog where all these uh, articles and statistics get <clears throat> posted regularly. Sounds good. I'll see you on the next one. Great. Thanks.